Greeting and welcome to another edition of the Straight Talk Podcast. I am your host, America Sheriff David Clark, fresh off of a little hiatus after Independence Day. Took some time off to recharge the batteries, but I'm back in the saddle and ready to go. We're going to talk about a couple things today that have that has transpired over the last couple of weeks. First thing I'm going to do very quickly, I'm going to talk about this cocaine discovered in the West Wing of the White House. Who cares? I don't. And I said at the time, when interviewed about it, that the Secret Service would never get to the bottom of what happened. Initially, they came out and they said they would, but I knew it was a line of BS. They had no will to figure out who did it and why. And I don't know why it matters in the scheme of things anyway. What it did was, for two solid weeks, it garnered headlines. And it took us off focus. Took us out of focus, I should say. We took our eye off the ball, and once again, we let the media decide, oh, this is something worth talking about and and discussing. On and on and on and on. No, it isn't. In that time period, we weren't talking about the border. We weren't talking about inflation. We weren't talking about crime. We weren't talking about our First Amendment rights being trampled on by the Biden administration. We weren't talking about any of that. We were talking about, well, who brought it in there and and why and how? Who cares? That stuff does not matter. That's all I'm going to say about that because it's irrelevant in the scheme of things. And like I said to you, and I promised you this, when I started this podcast, it's not going to be cookie cutter stuff. We're not just going to chase what the larger media is talking about, the liberal media, what they think is important. We're not going there. We're going to talk about on this program what I think is important to the American people. And it has very rel- and, and has a lot of relevance. So here's where I want to begin. Once again, and I've been all over this one. You know that. I'm not chasing headlines here. I've been all over this FBI, this corruption, these FBI scandals. I believe that the FBI should be abolished. I've made that case in previous episodes. I think we need to start over. I don't think this agency can be reformed. The corruption is too deep. It's like a decayed tooth. You you can only fill it so many times. The dentist goes in and drills out a little bit and puts a filling in. And then after a while, you got to pull the tooth or you have to have a, a root canal or get a crown put in because the tooth is beyond saving. It's beyond repair. That's how I view the FBI. So once again, the GOP House conducts hearings. And I'm tired of all these hearings, by the way. You know, President Trump said, the Congress is where we have endless hearings. And that's all we have, hearings. It's all saber-rattling. It's all kabuki theater. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's a dog and pony show. And these people, the D.C. elites, the insiders in Washington, D.C., they think the rest of America is paying attention to that crap. They're not. 
I heard one GOP representative say after they called uh, Director Ray, FBI Director Ray, up to the Hill, you know, we're, we're trying to make the case to the American people. First of all, the American people aren't paying attention to this stuff anyway. They're going about their lives. They're not wasting their time paying attention to D.C. theater. What we want is action. What I want are results. I want indictments. I want people held accountable. Now, I was listening to one GOP House member the other day who said, well, you know, when someone would ask him why they were doing this, well, you know, we don't have the ability or the, the authority to indict, and we don't have the authority to, you know, do certain things. And he's right. Well, then why are they doing this? That what they can do is they can impeach. And if they're really, really serious about this, they claimed before they got control of the House, they claimed they were going to impeach Mayorkas, they were going to impeach a Garland, Merrick Garland, they were going to impeach Christopher Ray. It's not even talked about now that the GOP has control of the House, and it's, a, it's under the House authority that impeachment could take place. So they hold these hearings, and the people who get called before these hearings, they know how this works. Christopher Ray. He's an old pro at this. He knows exactly what to say, how to conduct themselves, and he knows I just got to sit here for three hours and endure this. And he looks at these people on these house panels with contempt, with arrogance, with cockiness, this smug look on his face. And he's basically communicating, come on, let's get this over with. I know the, I know the routine here. I just got to get through this, and you get to slap me around a little bit, and then I'm out of here. There's nothing you can do to me anyway. So they call Ray up to the Hill to ask him questions about a series of topics, of things that have gone on within the FBI recently. I'm going to go through some excerpts here from a story on the hearing. From the Washington Times, it says, FBI Director Ray frustrates Republicans by dodging questions on probes of Hunter Biden and Trump. How many times, folks, have I not sat in front of this microphone and told you this is what he's going to say, this is how he's going to say it, and this is why. It's a routine. Well, we're willing to cooperate any way we can with this committee, and they don't respect the House or the Senate's oversight authority. They just plain and simply don't. The FBI does what they want to do. He's, they come up there with these canned answers. They come up with their, and, and then when they get in, in, caught in a bind, uh, that's under review and I can't talk about it. Or uh, that's an ongoing investigation and I can't talk about it. That's how they get out of a jam. So of course, he frustrates the Republicans asking these questions. He's not going to answer these questions directly, and they know it. Well, then why are they wasting their time? Why don't you just impeach the guy? So here's some excerpts from this story. Christopher Ray frustrated House Republicans on Wednesday as he dodged last week, as he dodged questions about bureau activities that lawmakers said unfairly targeted conservatives and were too lenient on liberals, including Biden and his family. Still, Mr. Ray angered Republicans on the panel with his non-answers, sparking heated exchanges on issues such as the FBI's investigation into Mr. Trump, to let's roll in censoring free speech and whether the FBI overzealously labeled conservative parents as a threat 
as a domestic security threat. So Matt Getz, House member, pressed the FBI director about whether a text message in which Biden's son Hunter threatened a Chinese businessman amounted to a shakedown. Mr. Ray declined to answer the question. Oh, I'm shocked. Also says here, Mr. Ray would not confirm the existence of undercover agents at the Capitol on January 6th, saying he had to be careful about answering the question. If you are suggesting, quote from Ray, if you are suggesting that the violence that happened at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by the FBI or sources or agency answers, no, it was not. And to suggest otherwise is a disservice to our, here we go, pivot. To our hardworking, dedicated law enforcement professionals, Mr. Ray said. Ray said he couldn't disclose to Congress the identities of those who drafted and approved a memo. And that's the one where they were investigating the Catholic Church. We'll get into that in a bit. He said he couldn't disclose to the Congress the identity of those who drafted and approved this memo because of an, here we go, folks, ongoing internal review. Mr. Ray pledged to give, here's malicious compliance. That's the other thing you get from these people. Mr. Ray pledged to give lawmakers a briefing on the review's findings, which he said should be completed this summer. However, he declined to say if he would identify the individuals who drafted and approved the memo. You know what they're going to get? Some heavily redacted report. That's all they're going to get. That's all Ray is He's dictating now. Oh, well, you'll get you'll get something. That's malicious compliance. The report won't disclose anything. And then, of course, Democrats on this panel defended Mr. Ray's record accused Republicans of criticizing him to support Trump's 2024 election bid. They also pressed the FBI director to explain why defunding the bureau, which some Republicans have threatened to do, would make the country less safe. No, it wouldn't. First of all, it would not make the country less safe. It would make the country safer. It would make the Constitution safer. Safer. It would make our our individual rights safer, I should say. So some other things that they did here. I said I'd talk about this. In January, a former FBI agent published a memo created by the agency's Richmond, Virginia office saying that radical traditionalist Catholics adhere to an anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LBGTQ, and white supremacist ideology and asserting that they are prone to extremist ideological beliefs and violent rhetoric. The Catholic Church? And by the way, why didn't we get a response from the Catholic Church on this? No church leader in the United States, and of course that politically active socialist pope we have, Pope Francis, with all due respect, didn't say one thing about it. It should have been appalled. There should have been an outrage from Catholic groups, not just the church leadership, because that's absent, but Catholic groups, nobody stood up and said, what the hell are you talking about? So as for this discrimination against Catholics, Ray says, quote, as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn, Ray said, adding that the Bureau was conducting an internal review. See, that's how he gets out of having to talk about it or disclose who did the memo. When you put out a memo, as a sheriff of Milwaukee County, I put out a lot of memos to the agency. It's got my name on, to and from. Who put the memo out? 
It's a simple question. And they're never gonna they're never gonna get the answer from Ray. It's kind of like that form that he wouldn't turn over. What was it? 1023, whatever it was. He wouldn't turn it over until they threatened impeachment. And I'm tired of Republicans threatening this crap. Don't threaten it. Bring it. Bring the fire. Bring the heat. Impeach him. Defund them. That's how you get back. That's action. That signals you're done playing games with these people. And all this stuff about, you know, the the, the FBI and, and, you know, we'll let them, we have internal reviews and, and we need reforms. These members on these panels, these House members, you know, we're not going to, uh, you know, renew this 702, Section 702 without uh, guarantees of reforms. Reforms? You have the wolf guarding the hen house, the fox guarding the hen house. You can't trust the FBI to reform themselves. They've proven over and over and over again that they're not trustworthy. They're corrupt, top to bottom. So let's get into this Section 702. The statute of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act is set to expire at the end of the year unless Congress reauthorizes. And they should not reauthorize it under no circumstances. Not under guarantees, not under uh, promises of reform, not tinkering with it, not, you know, tweaking it a little. No, just end it. American officials say the program is a critical source of key intelligence on high-priority threats. Here we go with the the, the cookie-cutter language. Oh, the sky will fall. Alarmist rhetoric. That's all, this, that's all this is. Whenever you talk to these people about this, you get alarmist rhetoric. Sky is falling rhetoric. All oh, the nation will collapse. Oh, my God, the world will end if you end. No, it won't. Our freedoms, our rights will be safer without this crap. Well, it says American officials say the program is a critical source of key intelligence on high-priority threats, and they warn they're failing to renew it. Here's the alarmist rhetoric. Will deal a significant blow to national security. No, it won't. It's a lie. So Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, Utah Republican, he says, quote, you could tell your department, talking to Ray, you could tell your department there's not a chance in hell we're going to reauthorize this thing without some major, major reforms, Lee said. Why? They've had chances to reform themselves and they won't do it. They keep thumbing their nose at Congress. They keep thumbing their nose at the American people. They keep thumbing their nose at the United States Constitution. So it says here, Section 702 allows the government to collect, without a warrant, emails, text messages, and phone calls of foreigners overseas, even when they're talking to Americans. Congress has reauthorized the law twice before over the objections of progressives and libertarians who want more civil liberties protection. That would be me. I want more civil liberties protections. So here you got Mike Turner, representative House member of Ohio. He's established a committee working group to come up with proposals for reforms. This is a waste of time. This has already been done. And to no avail. It even says here in this story, 
Previous efforts to change Section 702 have fallen short. You see what I mean? So why are you going to do it again? Why do you want to do more of it? It's not going to matter. These people in the FBI don't care about our rights. So here's a woman from the Brennan Center for Justice, Elizabeth Goyton. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity for reform because there is broad bipartisan support. Yeah, well. Section 702, she said, was created to conduct surveillance of foreign terrorists, but it is also used for many, many other things that Congress never intended, including spying on Americans here in the United States, and that's exactly what the FBI is using Section 702 to do, to spy on Americans in the United States, even Americans not suspected of criminal activity. So she goes on to say here from the Brennan Center, the starting point for reform, in her view, is requiring the government to get a warrant before searching 702 data for American communications. They're already supposed to be doing that. The Fourth Amendment is very clear. Get a warrant. And they're using Section 702 of the FISA to get around the warrant requirement, and it was never intended to be that or to be used that way. This is very dishonest, and it's corrupt, and it's also illegal, and nobody's ever held accountable. These people are violating people's civil rights. They should be marched into the United States Attorney's Office for an indictment, a criminal indictment for civil rights violations, and march in the federal court and answer for the charges. And they never are. And that's why they keep doing it, folks. They know nothing will ever happen. So it says here, FBI Director Chris Ray has acknowledged that the Bureau has made mistakes. Oh, a mistake. Oh, a mistake. A mistake? Not getting a warrant when you're required to is not a mistake. It's a crime. It's a civil rights violation. It's an abusal of people's rights. An abuse. So Ray says, he says the FBI has implemented a series of internal reforms to address these problems, although privacy advocates and many lawmakers remain skeptical that the issues are fixed. No, the issue is not fixed. And it won't be fixed. Take Section 702 away. And the program, Congress. You know who else knows that nothing has changed? The Inspector General, Michael Horowitz. Here's a story here. Inspector General Audit finds widespread problems with the FBI's FISA applications. Justice Department Inspector General issued a report, Michael Horowitz, on the FBI's application to surveil U.S. citizens finding widespread failure that raises serious questions in criticizing agents for not fixing flaws spotted in previous audits. See, Horowitz has found this previously. I said, hey, you guys, you, you got to stop this. And they just won't stop. 
And then what do we hear from the government? Oh, reform rape. Oh, reforms are in place. Well, we have an internal investigation. And, well, and I can't tell you who did it. These people can't be trusted. And Horowitz didn't find this one or two times or ten times. It's widespread. It's cultural. And that's why I laugh when Ray comes in and says, oh, the, the men and women of the FBI are hardworking. And they're the ones doing the illegal things. The hardworking agents are the ones who are violating the Constitution, violating FBI policy. The agents. I'm tired of hearing that crap. Well, you know, uh, and you hear people in Congress, the GOP, as are criticizing Ray, and you know, we, we uh, know that the fine men and women are, you know, it's all BS. It pales at a time like this. So in this report here, it says the most recent audit of the agency's Woods procedures rules that the FBI follows to ensure that FISA applications are scrupulously accurate, accurate found sweeping noncompliance that raises serious questions about the adequacy and execution of the supervisory review process in place at the time the applications are reviewed. So you have a breakdown at the supervisory level, which is why I said you can't allow the FBI to fix this. You cannot allow the FBI to monitor it itself. They won't do it. They don't care. Horowitz said, the FBI's quality control officials apparently missed these problems. See, the FBI's quality control people missed it. I don't think they missed it. They didn't care. Here's another story. Department of Justice says FBI has systemic misconduct problems and isn't reporting serious issues with agents. Remember Ray saying, well, we have an internal investigation going on right now. Now we have an internal review. It's systemic misconduct. The case is one of an ongoing probe by Department of Justice that found systemic misconduct problems at the FBI where the Bureau was not reporting high-risk security concerns made against agents. See, nobody's ever held accountable. This is criminal behavior. It's unlawful. The hell with the fact that it violates agency policy. They're never going to sanction anybody internally for this anyway. That's why I said march them into a court of law. Here's another one. Justice Department Inspector General finds widespread failures in FBI surveillance requests. Here's another one. See, these aren't anomalies. That's why I'm going through all this stuff. I'm making the case. FBI undercover program threatens national security with mismanagement. You see, the national security is not being threatened by ending 702. It's being threatened by the FBI. Mismanagement and poor training, the DOJ inspector general said. FBI operatives conducting undercover investigations have been hampered by poor training and a lack of supervision by unqualified case coordinators, putting agents' lives and the nation's security at risk, according to a withering report Tuesday by the Justice Department watchdog. Again, this is Inspector General Michael Horowitz. Horowitz said the FBI's national security undercover operations 
are so disorganized, the Bureau was unable to say with certainty the current number of undercover employees when they last went undercover or if they would go undercover again. Lack of supervision. And we're supposed to trust these people. We're supposed to believe that some written reforms, and you know, as the woman from the Brennan Center said, oh, we have an outstanding opportunity for reform. No, we have an outstanding opportunity to abolish the FBI coming upon you to contact your house member, wherever you live. Send an email, write letters, abolish Section 702 of the FISA warrant application. No more reform, no more adjustments, no more tweaking. Abolish Section 702 and then abolish the FBI. Thanks for listening. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. A buy one, get one free offer with promo code CLARK. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, it does. MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code CLARK, that's C-L-A-R-K-E, to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Friends, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Straight Talk with yours truly, America Sheriff David Clark. And a special thank you also goes out to our sponsors. My goal, as always, is to break down these complex and many times controversial issues and bring it to you straight with a little dose of common sense, no media bias, no talking points, just truth. And this podcast would not be possible without your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place to listen. And please share this message of common sense on social media. For more content, be sure to follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just a reminder, we'd love for you to join our Straight Shooters VIP podcast club for only $5 per month. And with that membership, you'll receive invitations to attend private podcast events throughout the year as a VIP guest when we come to your town. Plus, if you join today, you'll also receive a free coffee mug and a sample of our private label coffee as long as supplies last. Subscribe and join at americasheriff.com. This podcast is brought to you by americasheriff.com with executive producer Judy Wilkinson of JL Wilkinson Consulting and producer Josh Wentz in partnership with our friends at Bulldog Media. If you are interested in partnering with Straight Talk Podcasts or having me speak in your area, please contact Judy at JL Wilkinson Consulting at gmail.com, 706 706- 
518-2116. That's JL Wilkinson Consulting at gmail.com. Phone number 706-518-2116. 